This is RAF with Tony Tone and LA. Yo, what's up? It's your boy LA, aka the Love Ambassador, coming to you straight live and direct from the Jungle Studios. Now, it being a wonderful Sunday, we thought, you know, best to, to do what we do best and record a podcast. But, you know, it's lonely at the top of whatever you do, and it's best to have company in life. So I'm bringing to you the wonderful listener, the one and only Mr. Billy. What's up, man? Good morning. Good morning. How's it going? Yeah, good man. Been a pretty pretty chilled uh pretty chill weekend of, of music actually. So uh the opposite the Melbourne train station, the main train station of the C B D, they've got like an mm. open entertainment square and they've also got some like cool they've got some cool kind of like museums and stuff like that. So they've got one dedicated to film where they've got all this, like, cool film stuff and then they've got different spaces for art. Mm. And they've also got a, uh open stage. And so whilst the weather's good, they do uh, free events every Saturday night. So there's a, uh African-Australian artist called Santa the Great that does a mix of, um like, African Afrofusion and hip-hop music, so... Usually tickets would be like, you know, 50, 60 bucks to see her at least. Uh, and they put on a free gig for her. So that was really cool. And then they had the four acts were really good. Like just a nice mix of like, um, you know, like percussions, uh, you know, funk, mm-hmm. Afro beats, hip hop, bit of jazz, you know. It was a really nice. They had some really nice Japanese trump- trumpet players as well. We were like really good. Um and then the night before that, I went to see uh, this group called Saxon Sound System, which is like uh, they're out of Britain, but it's like the kind of Jamaican sound system thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, I, I just couldn't get into it for the very reason that they kept changing the songs. And I guess this sound system, I guess that's kind of what it is. I guess they just play, they play like a little bit of each song and they kind of mash it up, so to speak. But when you want to, you know, Friday night, you've had a hard week and you want to kind of hit the dance floor and have a few beers and have a few dance, mm-hmm. you know, have, get, your, get your best moves out, you know. You need more than a couple of seconds with it before the beat changes. So it was uh, an experience, but a little bit frustrating. But then, again, it's, you know, there's a whole subculture of people that go to it. And that's, that's for me, what I end up finding fascinating at any event that I go to. Like, there's just always... There's always someone that's like a hella massive fan. You know, it just doesn't matter what it is. There's like some form of like groupies and there's some form of like massive fans that are just mm-hmm. like their life revolves around this thing. How about you, man? What do I do on the weekend? Yeah. I'm I'm boring. I follow my girlfriend around or I play video games or paint. That's all. Sounds like a pretty I, good weekend, mate. <laughs> uh, well, it's not over yet. I'm still not sure what I'm going to do today. I still got another thing to paint, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah, still some still some time left this side. I might uh might do a bit of cod this arvo and just Ooh. read and 
chill out and yeah, get Well, ready check for the out, get ready check for out the hell divers. See, see what you see what you're feeling on that. I think it could be a fun. Oh yeah, we we'll talk about this off air. You said that it's so Yes. popular that it's crashed the systems. Yeah, this the they didn't have enough server capacity. They weren't expecting people to enjoy it as much as they did. I played the original Hell Divers, which was a top down like bird's eye view game. It wasn't a it wasn't like a FPS or third person shooter, which it is now. Um, so they've they've really moved into a different realm of the game. But yeah, it looks fun. It's not AAA, which is probably why it's so good. Triple A titles are all garbage nowadays for the most part. So It's starting to get it's starting to get too much of a you know as a I guess as a cod tragic you know I wouldn't I'm okay at it but given how much that I play I should probably be like you know a jet it's just getting kind of more and more about the money you know and and for me people like me that play it like as you know I try to I try I don't mind games but I'm not what you'd call a hardcore gamer I do it more for the Just to kind of like chat to people and you know Yeah. play with your mates and you know it's Yeah. more it's it's more a social thing. So Sure. instead of going down to the pub with 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 you know with my buddies and having beers and also in particular like you and I like you live overseas we live in different countries. Um, a buddy of mine that I play games with he travels a lot for his work overseas, Mm -hmm. so it's just a good way to kind of connect and have a couple of hours and talk about life, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But even for me, like I've noticed that it's just You know, it's just getting more and more like you need to buy these skins and you need to buy these guns. And then you know, the same issues we've caught at the moment, like just server lag. And, you know, it's, I don't know, where does it end? But it's interesting because it's like, it's so reliant on, on economy, you know, and people having money to spend. So, you know, I think the games industry, from what I know from my buddies that are in there, like, They were lucky because they just renewed a new contract for their their games, Yeah. but apparently, it's, apparently a lot of the funding now is also kind of coming out, or it's being not monopolized, but it's going to like you know Microsoft or whatever It is got pretty their own. pretty much being monopolized. I mean, Microsoft has bought so many publishing house and like big publishing houses. Not you know, I, I think they just bought who did they just buy? They just bought Blizzard, I think, Activision Blizzard. Yeah. Yeah, which is massive. But. And I think they already bought Bethesda, which was also massive. I mean, they're throwing billions around buying all these. I'm surprised that they're letting them do it. Usually there's like legal legal stance here because I don't even know what companies are really left that are making games that are like, like Microsoft owns Big, but what? But that that Sony, was there was maybe. wasn't there a bit of hold up with the act. I think Activision is Call of Duty. I think there was a bit of hold up with that. Well, Activision, Silly. Activision bought... I don't remember Activision bought Blizzard or they merged. So it wasn't ever just Activision. It was Activision Blizzard for a long time. Because Blizzard made the Diablo and World of Warcraft, right? Um, Oh yeah. but then they... And Overwatch. But I, I think pretty much after Overwatch, they've pretty much been like every other mainstream gaming company and just sucked dick. Like, they just weren't good. So... But then Activision bought them because they have some good IP... Uh, but then they just got bought by Microsoft. So now Microsoft owns Activision Blizzard. They own Bethesda. They own, obviously, their own Microsoft gaming. I, I think the only studio that even can semi-compete with them now would probably be, like, Sony. That's it. I don't know any other big studios, really. Like, the other studios are all on the smaller end. Like, you have... Uh... So the two big games this 
not this year, I guess last year, the big game was Baldur's Gate 3, which was made by Larian Studio, which is like a small, compared to these AAA games, like small, small thing. And they got the rights from Wizards of the Coast to do a Dungeons and Dragons game. And that game, that game slapped. Like it just cleaned house, man. Like the whole game was voice acted. It was beautifully done. It was true to the source material. Like the the freedom in that game, if you like RPGs, role-playing games, it was incredible. They just cleaned up the, all the awards. The AAA titles were coming out saying, oh, this can't be used as the standard to judge games for the future. This was a one-off, blah, 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 blah. And like they were all getting very defensive, right? So that was probably the last big one. Now this game just came out. This Helldivers 2, which is like a super simple, not complicated game. It just, from what I can tell from the reviews, it's just feels right. There's no microtransactions and the developers are fucking on the ball. Like once there's an issue, they jump on it right away to try to fix it. So people are pretty happy with it. I mean, it just came out, but they're pretty happy with it right now. So we'll see how it goes, but it's just that. That's what's happened now. The big companies make complete garbage and the independent like mid small to mid tier developers are the ones who actually innovate and make good games. But even they're at fault. Like you had them, um, I think back in 2016 or something, the Witcher three came out, which that game also cleaned out. And that was made by a Polish studio. Oh, you're oh Polish. There you go, buddy. Oh, Scott, uh, Paul, Scott. Uh, <laughs> the, it's called CDK uh, project red. And they made the game and it just cleaned out like, And I played the game. I, that was one of the few games I've actually played to completion in terms of these long games. It was incredible. Then they made Cyberpunk garbage. Absolute <laughs> garbage. Like they got, like people were so upset because they went from making a game such as The Witcher 3 and somehow it seemed that all the passion and love and experience just somehow disappeared and they came out with what you would consider a triple A game. Oh, mate, I've got to read this. I've got to read this to you because I'm kind of googling yeah. as we're chatting. Yeah, Helldivers Two's community manager gets mistaken for an automation by Discord and gets locked out of the account for over forty hours due to sending too many DMs too fast. <laughs> yeah, dude, I've done, people are super. It, it's it's rare to have a company that who actually gives a shit. Um, but because I think they're small, so the, obviously they didn't do this independently. Yeah, they this had, is what it says. It raised the cap to 700,000. The game's player base has swelled to near unmanageable levels, yeah. which, as you might imagine, would keep a community manager very busy. And so because he's obviously doing his work, Discord's like, nah, this is like some sort of spam going on. We need to yeah. block it. It's funny, right? They, they were supported by Sony. The one thing I have to say about Sony is they, like, even though I don't agree with a lot of the things they do or make, they are very good when it comes to video game developers and partnering with them and giving them just, just freedom is what I find. So here they partnered with, I think Sony was one of the publishers. I don't think Sony gets very involved, right? Because I think Sony is one of the few companies left that actually, like, are willing to do deals with developers and get that cashola like they want the they want the money so this game is only for ps5 and pc right i don't know if it's on microsoft mm -hmm. game store or not, but it's not for xbox
but they're they're Sony is dead. Like they're very good with who they partner with. Like they partnered with FromSoft, who did all the Dark Souls game. I'm sorry, we're not talking about politics or anything. We're talking about video games. I hope this is okay. Oh, I was going to do, I was just going to do something different. Then we're going to your subject, right? Yeah. So it's cool. So it's uh, they partnered with them. So FromSoft made uh, all the all the Dark Souls game, but then they got exclusivity. I don't know if they still have exclusivity, but they had it with Bloodborne, which was also a very popular game made by From Software. Um, the Sony as a company is very good at getting games to be exclusive to their PlayStation system. I don't know how long this will last. Something tells me it's not going to last forever. Eventually, Microsoft and Sony will probably come to some some type of agreement, and that'll be the end of all this. It'll be, uh, I reckon it'll be over something like a Call of Duty, or they'll just go like, in order to keep this on, in order to keep this on your platform, which so many people have, you yeah. know. Well, you got to do X, Y, Z. Yeah, true. That's very true. Because now Microsoft is going to have so many studios under there. Now, this is assuming that they actually can manage these studios well. I, I think... Well, they already let people off. It. I was reading just, yeah. as I was saying, yeah. as we're chatting and Googling, they let off like a couple of thousand staff already. After yeah. Every, you know, just recently. So, oh, but that's, that's going to be an interesting thing, though. Um, you know, the... The whole kind of tech industry, like there's a lot of people kind of leave, leaving it. Um, yeah. And I guess we'll, you know, we'll lead into the political discussion now for the other viewers that listen in for it. Um, so, you know, a lot of illegal, a lot of illegal immigration coming in. Um, I don't think we know the exact figures, um, but safe to say under Biden, it's in the millions, right? Seven million plus, 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 plus. Um I remember years ago doing a essay on it when I was studying international studies at uni, and they were saying that one of the main reasons that they needed some form of illegal immigration in America was to do a lot of the jobs. It's the same problem around the world. There's a whole bunch of work like um, that people just that live in the country don't want to do. Uh, farming is one. So a lot of illegal immigrants end up in sort of Alabama. Uh, Alabama tried banning illegal migration and then using the prison workforce and local people and they couldn't get it. So the farms ended up going into like ill repair. So they had to bring mm. them back. Um, and then uh, there's still there's still a lot of like uh, sort of sweatshop manufacturing sort of jobs. So this is going back, God, 38 now. So this is like, you know, 20, 20 years ago or something. I was writing about it and it was still more lots of like manufacturing of clothes and that sort of stuff and sweatshops that they lead, needed the legal migrants in. And back in the day, um, when we did have a clothes industry, uh, it used to be sort of also uh, amongst, you know, just people kind of were just new migrants of being like the sort of housing estates, just sort of, you know, stitching and doing a little bit of work for cash and hand jobs as well. Um, yeah. With a, I'm going to talk about it now because the two people involved are dead. <laughs> so, so good luck trying to get them, tax man. <laughs> but yeah, he used to be like set up. Like he's just, he, and it was like fair wages, but it was just like, yeah. you know, new markets to come in. Um, but there is, there is, of course, the political side of things that clearly, clearly you're going to let millions of people in and then somehow give them the opportunity to vote, which they currently can't do. And by nature, you know, by nature, if one side is saying build a wall and keep them out, which is the Republicans under Trump, and then the other under Biden is like, nah, it's all Gucci, just like, yeah. come on in. Um, 
you're going to vote for Biden. A counter-argument, I think, down the path that you're not guaranteed that that's going to be the case, we see within sort of the Latin um, the Latin uh, group of voters that there were some that were sort of slowly moving towards Republicans, especially in states like California, um, you know, and people were just like, there was a kind of real racial undertone to it, which I found disgusting. They're like, oh, why are you not voting for the Democrats? But you've uh, you've read something interesting of a bill being passed that you sent to me about uh, military uh, military conscription. So uh, I'll hand it over to you, buddy. Well, it's 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 been introduced. It hasn't been passed yet, but it's called the Courage to Serve Act, and this will allow migrants to serve in the U.S. military and get citizenship with benefits. So, uh, all in all, it's uh, a new proposal in Washington that would require. That would help migrants get an expedited path to citizenship. It would require them first to serve in the U.S. military. So, in the end of the day, I think there's already some program there that would allow them to do that, but they're obviously trying to expand it even more and probably publicize it even more. And this was, you know, something we briefly spoke about is sort of if the U.S. actually wanted to start a conflict or they were going to get involved in a conflict, maybe I shouldn't say start, but if they're worried something could happen. Um, I think they understand at this stage that they don't really have the manpower to do much of anything, especially for boots on the ground. If you're talking maybe very technical work, I think they're okay. But if you're saying boots on the ground and things of that nature, I don't think that, especially in the army and such and the Marines, forget it. So we spoke about this in a previous podcast, the military missed their recruiting goals, all the branches together. It was on an average of 50%. So half of what they were targeted to, to hit, they didn't hit. So on top of that, there was another report. I don't remember exactly the percentage, but a very big percentage of the U.S. military is considered to be overweight. So that might not necessarily mean they're fat. That could just mean that they're very muscular. Um, but probably not. Let's, you know, we can maybe tack off a couple percentage points and say, oh, they're very muscular. So they, their BMI is too high because the muscle weighs so much, but that's not many of them. If you've seen some of the U.S. military members, you would know that that's probably not the majority. So how do they get through boot camp if they're so fat, though? You only got to do it once and then they kind of just keep, uh, you know, keep sliding you through. I, I they're not so strict. And if you fail, I think they might hit your benefits for a bit so you can pass. But uh, one second, let me see if I can pull it up real quick. Give me, hold on for a second. U.S. military percent overweight. Oh, nearly 70% of American soldiers are obese or overweight. How the heck does that even work? What are you oh, yeah. just gonna... Like I said, I would, I'd probably say it's not. They're saying 68. I don't think it's probably 68, probably 50 or like 45 or something. Because, again, if you lift a lot, like I when I was in my school, we also had to get tested for our BMI to get our license to, you know, go work on ships and shit. There was a kid who was short, but like fucking lifted a lot. So he was like swole, right? Big dude. And he got put on notice because his BMI was too high. But we were all like, what the hell? Like, this dude is jacked. <laughs> like, he's he's picking up, like, freaking deadlifts and shit. He's just short. So because of his height and weight. So I think you probably have some of that in there. But 70% uh, is a bit, a bit much. So I would say, realistically, 
take off 20%, even, even if you take off 20%, you're still at half, man. That's still unacceptable. So why is it like that? Because the military is a joke. The, the military is a joke, man. At the end of the day, we're not, the, we used to be in conflicts. We're not really in conflicts anymore, right? The guys who are probably stationed overseas are, are probably all in good shape, but the vast majority of our military are like reservists, people on standby, National Guard, all these kind of guys. They're not doing shit, dude. So the government, if they're saying, oh, we want to go and, you know, we want to, we, we need to get involved in, Somalia, or we need to go in uh, into Yemen and fight the Houthis and keep order. I don't think they have the manpower to pull that off. Like they just don't. So I think there's a two there's a two pronged issue in my head. One is more realistic. The other one's probably a more conspiratorial thing. First is they have a whole fresh new batch of people who may or may not decide to sign up depending on how bad they want citizenship. I don't think they really want citizenship, but they'll definitely want the benefits. Um, so then they might sign up. So maybe you'll get, you know, a couple hundred thousand who'd be willing to do it. I don't think you'll get a lot of them signing up at all, but you might get a couple hundred thousand. So they'll sign up and then maybe they'll be willing to go die for something that doesn't fucking matter. Um, the On the other hand, the thing that I'm worried about is if they maybe do a conscription thing where they're already trying to be like, oh, we want you guys to sign up. They don't get to sign up. They conscript people. Who's to say that they won't use these new trained conscripted people to be the military to say if they ever needed some kind of martial law or if there was ever some protest and they needed to put it down? Oh, that's an interesting angle. Because Yeah. at the end of, yeah, because at the end of the day, to to I, and I think they understand this because of sort of what they saw on January 6th. And a lot of the military members are obviously more conservative leaning. Um, you're not going to get your military, your National Guard. You're not going to get your police force. You'll get some. There's always you get all you always get those fucking bootlickers in there who are going to be like, I, I follow order, sir. You always get that. Right. They'll just do whatever they're told. But you're going to have a vast majority of people who are going to be those independent, you know, American kind of thinking, no, this isn't right. Like you have people with morals and they're going to see them as like, I'm not going to go against my own citizens. Right. This is ridiculous. But now you have a whole fucking army and you see the people coming across the border. Right. They're not. They're not like women and kids. As Trump said, they're not sending their best. And it's true. They're not. They're, they're sending garbage is what they're sending. Well, the one thing that they found, the one thing that they find very interesting, right, is that there's now a setup of Chinese single military-aged men Yeah. who, who, so, and the way that they get there is basically they fly, they've flown in. Right to to right, there's a like specific hotels. This is documented. The specific hotels just for Chinese. They've flown Mm hmm. in, and then put right next to the border, walked across, picked up from the other side, and then sent into wherever. And it's like you know, I, I I've travelled throughout China. I love China. You know, say the CCP. You know, do your thing, brother. But it's like at the same time, what's considered to be the potential next major conflict. China versus Taiwan. America in theory is back in Taiwan. So 
then the other side of it is that you know you do have a lot of sort of young young people coming through you do have families do have women you do have kids you got kind of everyone but it's like I don't think you have where that do many they women where do and they kids. go Have you seen the videos of the people standing in line and the like people in New York? You don't see any women and kids. They don't Well, show the stuff you them. I've seen, the stuff I've seen on cable over here, they always show women and children just walking around. I only But they see show, men. I only oh see men. no, they show, yeah, they only, they show women and children. There was like this one, there was this one guy that did a documentary on it with his with his brother, and like he was walking, and it was like this, like uh, this massive like church group, and it was like all families and stuff like that. And there was a people at the front carrying the cross, and it was like thousands. I mean, it's probably a good thing, actually. You know, Here in this, you go. in this In crazy world, to have more Christians. <laughs> in It could in hurt. twenty in twenty twenty, child migrants under thirteen, uh, under eighteen, accounted for thirteen percent. Oh wow! I'm telling you, man, they're not bringing in. They don't want little kids. They don't want little kids, and they don't want women. They're looking for. So this is when I obviously this is all conjecture, but this is also what I brought up the 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 Aristotle book, the Politics, right, where he says the tyranny tyrants generally like to surround themselves and use foreigners more than citizens. And when you really start looking into it, you really kind of think of, well, actually, yeah, like who does Constantinople, our government? they had the Viking, the Viking guards. Rome had the foreign legions. France, France still to this day has foreign legions. So, yeah, Yeah, but it's the, a good the, thing. the French, okay, the French foreign legion is a bit different because when you go there, you have to, like, the whole point is you get, you do that to get French citizenship and you have to learn to speak. For, I, I think that is a bit different because that is really like, hey, we need manpower. It's not very popular anymore, but they're like, oh, we need manpower. You come here, you learn French, you'll become a French citizen after you're done your service and we're going to send you to the worst fucking places, right? They like send you to West Africa somewhere for fucking five years. Then you come back. Yeah, stay, What a, what a, what a shit deal. You have to go to France, learn French, train fucking hard, like a horrible training regimen. It's fucking intense. Then they send you to West Africa. And what's your fucking reward when you're done? French citizenship. <laughs> stay Just in fucking. Yeah, Yeah, and you probably, probably, you probably live in some shitty area, which is even worse than even worse than the Jesus place you were fighting in. Christ. So, There's this uh, guy called uh, this guy called um Spannon or Spannon and he and he goes to like the worst. He's an Aussie guy and he just kind of like a former gangster that's kind of turned himself good. Yeah. And he goes to all the like tough tough areas of of, of Europe and everything like that. And he went to France and it's just the French got so offended that they've started like paying him out of the news. Like it's not really that bad. It's not that bad at all. He's Oh my he's God. against French culture. And then they've interviewed the first bloke, and he's like, yeah, he's pretty close to the truth, actually. <laughs> with a little bit, with a few many, few many pictures of cockroaches, but otherwise, yeah, it's pretty bloody accurate about that's just where he is. But yeah, look, I mean, I think I think it'd be interesting to see. I think, but then once you're also getting into that that realm of um horrors and tyranny and everything like that, but But that's what it is. you know. I, the Well, the the no it government used to be. is not tyrannical at the moment in terms of the Western world.
You see everything. Yeah. They don't care about their citizens. They care more about, oh, what's the World Economic Forum doing? What's the Bilderberg fucking group doing? Oh, can I go to Davos and have sex with 10 grand prostitutes? Like, you, you can see how easily they remove themselves instantly. Once they're elected, they instantly remove themselves from the local dates. Like, they don't want to be, they don't want to be liked locally. They want to be liked on the global scale, which goes into tyrants prefer to surround themselves with foreigners. They don't like independent thinking, proud citizens. And it's so fucking true that the second that thing, the, yeah, the so second that, thing that he says is uh, they, they turn you against each other because they don't want a united citizenry, which is exactly what they're doing now. Like you see, like, oh, all they care about are these global groups. They make everybody hate each other. And in the U.S.'s case, they're importing a fuck ton of foreigners who are going to be grateful to the handouts they get from the state. They have no pride. They have no interest in the country and they have no American culture. Like the, the American culture is being beaten to uh, to nothingness. So I think it's very it, it's it's not good. I don't really know what their long term plan is and why this because it's allowed to, it's allowed to be happening. This is a very easily solved problem. You just fucking shut the border down and you just start deporting all these fucking people who came in here. I would rather pay the money to deport the bullshit argument that, oh, it costs money to deport them. You're telling me feeding them, putting them in hotels and doing all this shit doesn't cost us money. It costs us way more money than to put them on a fucking plane, flying back to where they came to them, get the fuck off and then fly back. I, I mean, it's it's yeah. it's so simple. It's so simple, but they don't want to do it. it they don't want to do it. And even worse, they're letting more people in than they've ever done before. It's it's a. It's a calculated play of what they're doing. And they I think the the tyranny, the, the tyrant faction in the US know that they've lost the majority of normal people because the loud liberal left isn't enough to keep things together. They're fucking morons. And the the independent, the middle ground voters aren't really going to be tricked anymore. And obviously the right is the right. So they need they need to fill the gap. And they want to fill the gap with people who are just going to do what they're told because they get benefits. And this is where they're getting these military-aged men. Now, with all the Chinese-aged men coming in... I don't know if they're guaranteed long-term. I still, I still think that maybe in the short-term there's an argument nah, for it. No, 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 no. As people get established within the society, nope. that it's not necessarily guaranteed. Guaranteed, my friend. Guaranteed. Do you know, do you know why it's guaranteed? Because and if you yes. look at all the people who came to the US before, who were they in terms of migration? If you go through the, the the original, when the colonists came here or whatever, then the US started. It was a place of independence, not taking government handouts, hard work, freedom of religion, expression, blah, 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 blah. You had all the Italians, the fucking Irish, all these people, they all fell in line, man. They came out here, they're like, yeah, I'm Italian American. They all came here yeah. because they believed in I can come to America for the American dream, whatever, make a better life. Even the fucking Cubans had that. Yeah. They lived in shit. Like, They're like, yeah. I'm going to run. I'm going to come here and I'm going to, you know, sure, you probably got some some bad ones. But at the end of the day, you probably actually got a lot of people who are like, no, this, this really fucking sucks. And I got to get out of here. Now you have it where, but they also, like, yes, they have their own. They have their own communities, but you could tell, I feel, that a lot of those Cuban people, which is why they're all starting to lean right, is because they actually appreciated those American ideals. Now you just have a bunch of countries pretty much like, oh, I don't want to be bothered with these people. They're criminals. They're these. They're that. Let's just fucking get them out of here. Why do you think no other country wants to take them? 
But you know, it's amazing. The El Salvador president that just got re-elected that had yeah. the highest highest murder in any country in the world, right? Yeah. And there's now, to, to a relative extent, I believe, fixed it. Now he's coming into America lecturing people like, you're doing exactly what what happened to us. Like, yeah. why are you not why are you not listening to us? Yeah, yeah why? Yeah. Like, you're literally walking down the very same path, but but no one's listening because you're liberals. It's just it's it's wanted because the people in charge want this, and it can still be cut in the bud. But obviously, they're going to do everything they can to make sure it gets worse because it's the, to their benefit. They're gonna they're gonna fill up the ranks with a bunch of people who don't like America. These people don't like America. They don't care about America. All they care about is getting their goodies. That's it. It's the same thing in Australia. If you look, look at you look, look at how much crime has skyrocketed. Australia, the social the social security element that's paid in Australia is like it's mind blowing, bro. And it's like you know, I, I don't I don't I don't mind I don't mind paying for someone that's you know they're out of a job and they're hard in the lock I don't mind paying for a poor person to put food on the table lock all right you know I was I was blessed to to have the money that I do and family and everything like that but it's just so much is just being hemorrhaged on stuff that you don't even like you don't even know it's like the same thing that when you read all your those like um those trillion dollar acts that they pass in American Parliament. And you read through like what it is, and it was like they were spending a couple of million dollars on like what what bamboo to give pandas, and then in Australia on on the actual, I think it was Labor, Labor's government uh, policies for environment was like what seaweed to feed cattle so that the methane will be less and it'd be better for the environment, and it's and I think this is this is probably where the only hope is because. The majority of people started and it was like, oh, okay, that's fair enough. Oh, we need to do something about the environment. Oh, it's, it's unfair that someone doesn't know which toilet to use. Oh, you know, I want my kids to have a freedom of choice to do what they want and everything, blah, blah, blah. But now it's become so much and so quick and so fast in so many aspects that people are no longer free to live their life. That's a fundamental problem. You you, you actually wanna, have to you now know watch why? what you say, watch what you do. You want to know why? And then, but uh, conflict within the classes, I guess. No, it's because I I wholeheartedly believe it's because they let everybody vote. If you look at the denigration, well, if you look at the de if, if you look at the denigration of society, democracy always will lead to tyranny. Always. And I think them opening up the vote to everybody is a fucking massive mistake. I used to think everybody should have the right to vote. I'm completely against it now. Completely against it. I think there should be damn strict requirements. Like, in a bare minimum, you have to be a net contributor at a bare minimum to vote. I if think you're you, not... should able to, you should do a yearly test. You, you should don't need to a test. Year. If you're paying tax, if you're paying tax... And it it's a net contribution to the uh, to the government. You should have a say in how it works. If you're living off of benefits, or you're not, you know, you're not paying income tax, or you're getting everything refunded. It, like to me, you shouldn't have a say. You shouldn't have a say. 
because you're you're living at the expense of the people who are actually net contributing. So they should be the well, ones you're gonna, dictating you're gonna, policy. You're going to vote for the person that gives you the handout. You're not going to vote against the person because then... It, but that, then that's what have... I'm saying. That's why it's so far gone. When the U.S. first started, everybody couldn't vote. Women couldn't vote. Actually, even if you worked on a fucking... On a, as a far, like, you had to own land to be a voter originally in the U.S. You had to be a male who owned land. Well, we vote. still want women to vote, mate. You know... Although, you know, now women change elections. It's the women the vote that actually swings elections. That's what's fascinating about it. Middle yeah, age, I don't find middle it age single women. I find it usually... sad. I'm not going to lie. I hate all these voting voting block things. It should just be... we got less than a minute to go, yeah. buddy. So before we oh. get cancelled, love you a long time. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. <laughs> See you, dude. Bye.